Hello, hello and welcome. It's Markets Trucking Answers and we are back with yet another podcast. I'm here today with my co-host Gracie and she says that this is the podcast that other trucking podcasts listen to to decide what they are going to say. Then they say what I've already said. And uh, so she's actually just turned her back on me so I don't know what that means. Either way, we're ready to rock and roll with another episode and I had a few things on my mind today that I'd like to talk about and since it's my podcast that's exactly what I'm going to do. So sit back, put it in the big hole and let's get to it. Now this episode deals with trucking and Star Trek and how they relate together with an episode that was just recently on. For people that watch the YouTube channel they know that I'm a huge fan of Star Trek and a lot of it relates to life as we know it. So the episode that uh, was taped what I'll do sometimes I'll go ahead in my in the guide and I will tape you know I'll see an episode or see whatever show I want to watch and I just set it up to tape and then heck I might forget about it. it could be two weeks in the future when this thing tapes and so what was on there recently here was the next generation episode tapestry which for those of you that are Star Trek fans know this is one of the 10 best episodes that are out there and so uh, you know let's talk about what uh, that episode means and an email that I got from an, a very astute viewer and a longtime friend. So, Tapestry deals with uh, Captain Picard, and we see at the beginning he's on a table in sickbay, and they're trying to revive him. He's gotten shot by some kind of weapon at some kind of conference or whatever. They don't really get into that. They don't show it. But anyway, he has an artificial heart, and it is fused the valves together in his heart, and he dies on the table. And he meets uh, Q in the afterlife, of course. And they uh, begin to talk about, uh, you know, regrets. And Picard brings up something that when he was an ensign just out of the academy, that he had a fight with a Noskin. That's how he got his artificial heart. They stabbed him because he was trying to defend, you know, uh, honor and uh, respect and that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, wasn't going to let this Noskin cheat on some kind of board table again that looked like a modified futuristic pool table. And he, he regretted that. He said, you know, we shouldn't have done that. We were hot-headed kids, you know, all kinds of stuff like that, you know. And Q says, look, I'll let you go back and change that. And I'll guarantee that you will not die on this table if you go change that. So he puts him back to the past, you know, two days before that happened. And he ends up changing it. He does change the past. And we fast forward immediately to the future where he is alive because he's not the captain. <laughs> all right. He's some low-level lieutenant works you know below deck somewhere as a astrophysicist turning in reports he had a report he had to turn into Jordy, who's the engineer um you know and he just can't stand it he's just it's just in the back background doing reports and he goes to talk to Riker, and he says look i'd like i think i can do more here you know i really think i can do more Riker says well you know uh, you know because he says what's uh, what's your evaluation well you're punctual you're you know, you're steadfast, you're sturdy, you're, you know, all these horrible things that, you know, n you know, you're just in the background. He says, I could do more. And he goes, well, I don't know. You know, you never take any chances. You don't stand out. You don't do anything. You know, you're just punctual. And, and we don't know if you're in for command. You've got to take chances if you want to be noticed. And uh, then they have to leave. They get called to the bridge and he has to go turn his report into Jordy. He goes back to talk to Q and says, look, look, Q, I, I can't take it. I can't live like this. I can't live being nobody, 
having done nothing, making no difference. You know, the people that he saved through his life won't be saved. The differences he made won't happen because he didn't take a chance. He didn't get in there. He didn't take action. He didn't do anything. He never became anything because he never did anything. He just went along with what everybody else did, just followed right along, and that was it. And that was it. And said, oh, so Q said, oh, okay. So see, he goes, you'll just be this. This is what you wanted. You wanted to change the past. You wanted to go back. You wanted to right what you perceived as that wrong. But, you know, that brought you here to where you'll just turn in reports and be no one. And he has to beg him, of course, excuse that's how Q is. And he lets him go back again and change it. And he gets stabbed. And he ends up living. You know, and he go, they fast forward to the future. Back to the present. And uh, which is uh, our future. And uh, we see that he lives. Q lets him live because he's learned a lesson. And at the end, he's talking to Riker and says, look, you know, uh, when he's talking about what happened, he says, you know, I don't know about if that was real or not. But when I went back in the past and changed everything, I pulled on that thread of time and it unweaved, you know, unweaved the tapestry of my life. And I thought, man, I remember watching that first time and every time that it's on I watch it and it's just a great episode it's one of the best episodes because it tells a story of someone who realizes that if you don't make any changes if you don't do anything if you're unwilling to stand up for what's right if you won't do anything you won't become anything and you won't make any difference and you'll just be You'll just be whatever. You'll just go along with the crowd. And going, you know where they're going along with the crowd, you know where they're headed? Nowhere. <laughs> Pretty much the crowd is headed no place. They're not going to make any difference. They complain all the time. But what? They're too busy what? Watching their phone. Now, of course, businesses and uh, you know corporations have all figured this out. The Bilderbergers, let's throw that in there. Have all figured this out. You know, oh, let's get apps. Let's have these you know, videos. Let's have one-minute videos that people can just sit and scroll through. You know, constantly. Let's put that out there. Let's just distract people with video games and subscriptions and beeps and boops coming out of their phones. And what happens is people don't do anything then. They won't become anything. People people have been, uh, you know, have been just thought to believe it's hopeless. They've been lulled into a sense of hopelessness, as my friend wrote to me. And uh, that's true. That's true. I think we disagree when he said, you know, the fear of starvation has been removed from people. I think that, in fact, uh, the fear of starvation is is ever present in people. And I think that is part of why they don't do anything. You know, people um, people won't act because they they just think, oh, well, one day I'm going to get fired. And, uh, you know, what good does it do anyway? You know, what's the difference if I do this? What difference does it make? Well, what difference does it make, do you think, if you don't do anything? <laughs> do you think anything's going to change then? Do you think anything will change when you don't take any action? No, just like Picard learned, okay, when he went back and didn't take that action, then the whole future changed for him. And that rolls over, of course, to all the other people that he'd saved, all the things that he'd done he wasn't able to do because... He never tasted death. He didn't realize how close death is to everyone, which it is. People never think about that. You should. You should wake up every day grateful. 
and think, wow, I cannot believe I got to wake up again today. Not another day to make a difference, another day to do something different. You know, trucking can be a great career. All right. It'll take you through your whole life. Heck, it's still feeding me. I'm still putting uh, you know, food in my pie hole because of it. But but it needs a lot of changes, <laughs> especially over the road. It just needs a lot of changes to become what it could be, really what it used to be. And trucking companies are no longer afraid of drivers doing anything. When, when trucking was unionized, and here we go back to unions, and I'm not saying everybody's got to be in a union, okay? That's not where this is going. But when it was unionized, trucking companies would never have thought to pull all the garbage that they pull now <laughs> because they knew drivers would take action. Drivers would take action about it and say, no way. No way am I going to sit three days without being paid anything, okay? No way are all these different kind of things going to happen. I'm going to get paid, and you're going to pay me a good salary to do what I'm doing. Now, though, with um, deregulation, they've allowed the companies to pay less and less and less. And what has happened is drivers uh, just live right on the edge of their money. And I never encourage people to do this, but they don't have, you know, basically, as my grandfather would say, two nickels to rub together. So once you don't have any money, then people are hesitant to take any action. They're like, well, crap, Mark, I can't even take the day off because, you know, what I would say is, hey, Let's take a company, you know, pick your Utah-based company and say, all right, starting Monday morning at 9 a.m., none of those drivers are going to move their trucks, all right? You don't have to be in a union to do that, okay? Drivers can decide at some point to just take an action together. No one can force you to work, all right? This is not 1840, all right? We passed 1863. No one can make you come to work. You don't have to work for a place for one second longer than you want to. And what can happen is everybody just stops working at a company. Cannot emphasize this enough. It isn't nationwide trucker strike. Okay, each company's got a different problem. Uh, some have one thing. Some put all this paperwork in the back. Some have these stupid escrows. Some it just sits you for days without paying them. You know, all almost all of them have this waiting time for detention, which uh, would be one thing. And we just say, all right, we're going to pick this company and at. 9 a.m., um, you know, Eastern time or whatever, every truck parks. So by 9.30, all the trucks are parked or they're already parked. And everybody sends a message that says, call this person, whether it's me, somebody that works there, whoever it is. Do you think they'd call? Do you think they would call? Let's say, you know, out of 8,000 trucks, 6,000 of them park and send a message. Do you think they make a phone call? Yeah, first, they're probably going to send a fleet-wide message out that says, you're all, if you don't get moving, you know, this is, you can't, not legal, which it's legal. You don't have to work. You do not have to work. All right, now remember, I'm not a lawyer. Call a lawyer for this, for legal advice. But I'm telling you, in the United States, you cannot be forced to work by a company that cannot make you do labor for them if you don't want to, period. You can quit anytime. It's in the driver manual, almost every company. There's no... They cannot make you work. You can quit anytime you want, anytime. So you can say, look, as of right now, I'm not working for you. And, uh, and they can go, well, we're going to fire all of you. Okay, I would say good luck with that. <laughs> so they fire 6,000 drivers and they have 6,000 empty trucks on the road all over the country. Do you think that's going to happen? Think about it. All right. Think about it. It won't. But, but we go back to this idea that, you know, 
so few people would take an action that they would fire people. Instead of 6,000 trucks, you'd be lucky to get 60 trucks to park out of all those, maybe less. Part of it is these companies get H-1B visa people over, so they have every incentive to work because they can't go work somewhere else. They have to be sponsored. So that's a good way to get you. And a lot of it is they just don't pay anything. So when you're on the road making seven, $800 a week, you don't really have a cushion where you can say, even for a day or whatever, I'm not going to work. And even though I know this would only take hours to resolve, okay, to get things resolved, drivers are just unwilling to do it. They are unwilling to do it. It's a sense of hopelessness. It's always a sense also of people have in the back of their mind, what good does it do if I do anything? And this starts from the government indoctrination centers, which most people call public schools, which kids should never go to. All right. And it just begins there. First grade, kindergarten. Hey, raise your hand. You can't even go to the bathroom without asking an adult. Here's when you're going to, we'll tell you when you'll eat lunch. We'll tell you if you can go to the bathroom. We'll tell you when to speak. Don't ask any questions out of turn. Don't talk to anybody. That's where it, that's where it starts. And for most people, they carry this through their whole life. And it's sad because then they just take whatever is given to them. And at some point, if you want to better your situation, you're going to have to stand up and do something about it. Yep. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean take some kind of illegal action, like uh, criminal action? Absolutely not, because people have written to me and said, well, Mark, I'll just sell the fuel and make money or, you know, something like that. No, 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 you don't have to do that. Well, that's ridiculous. Besides which, that doesn't change anything. You're not changing anything. You're just you're just <laughs> committing a crime to increase your paycheck. Why don't you increase everybody's paycheck by doing something that's legal? Right. <laughs> Don't damage the truck. Don't do any of that stuff. We're going to park legally and uh, call them. So those kind of uh, those kind of activities, no, we don't. You don't have to do that. That's the thing. You don't have to take activities like that uh, to heart to act. You know, in actuality, to make any kind of change. That just doesn't have to happen. But what does need to happen is people either have to stand up and say, "All right, together." We're going to change this because that's the only way it changes. Me talking about it. Yeah, right. I like I wouldn't work for these places. All right. Period. <laughs> right. Period. For example, just yesterday, I got a text from the El Basso at work. That's not just to me. Right. A general text that says, hey, we've got an opportunity if you want to go and run over the road for a couple of weeks. All right. And they're going to pay a considerable amount of money like mid 2000s a week flat you know like $2,500 a week to do it for five days home to five to five to like three weeks I think so you'd make $7,500 flat pay and uh, absolutely not I'm like absolutely not like because that's something I'm not going to do okay so you need to have in your life a list of things kind of in your head that you won't do like one thing I'm not going on the road I'm just not going to do it so for me, those days are done. Another thing, though, I wouldn't do is, is be on the road and work for a place where there's unpaid time. And, um, you know, over the years, that got to me. And looking back on it, I, I don't understand why we tolerate it. Because once you look around and could say, well, uh, all these drivers are getting paid for their time, and then I'm not getting paid. Why is that? So we have to decide that at some point, this unpaid time, it's got to end. It just has to end. There can't be uh, 
any more of this unpaid time. And these companies that say, well, they don't pay us. That's one thing they always say. Well, you know, that customer doesn't pay us, so we don't pay. I, I don't care. You're going to pay me or I'm not coming to work. That should be that should be the first thing. Because when your kid goes to work at Burger King, if they came home and said, look, I start at 8, but they don't pay me until 10 because the first two hours they don't pay, you would never tolerate that. You'd go down there and yell at the manager or have them quit or something. You would never tolerate it. And then what do you do? You leave, get in your truck Sunday, <laughs> go leave, tell your kid I'll see you in three weeks, which I also find ridiculous, to be honest with you. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, I never understood that. But um, you, you leave and then you'll go sit at a customer for five hours and complain you only either got three hours or no pay or they don't pay here. But then you'll gripe at your kid and not let them work at a place that does this. All right, be consistent. The easy way to do this is to just not tolerate it. And if we can't all do it together, we should all do it separately. Like for me, I wouldn't work at a place that doesn't pay, period. And they have to pay hourly plus overtime or I'm out. Can't be straight time, not hourly past 50, because the, they use the same excuse in these local jobs. I've seen some of those. Well, we don't have to pay it. Well, I know you don't have to, but I don't work unless you pay it. So you're going to pay me whether you have to or not, because I'm not coming in. I'm not in business for myself. I don't own the truck. I don't have a contract. I'm an employee. I think if you own the truck or you have a contract, that's different. You agree to whatever the contract is. But I don't have that. I'm an employee, so I expect to get paid for my time. You, the business owner who own the truck, have a contract with somebody. And that's your problem, whether you get paid or not. You're going to pay me whether you get paid on the other side. I don't know. And, you know, some of these places get a lot of money, maybe 50 80 hundred dollars an hour so and they give twenty dollars an hour and but that's what that's what companies do and if you agree to that you agree to it you can't say well they get so much what i well don't agree to the low pay you know that's the don't agree to the low pay stop it all right so you know they're getting a hundred dollars an hour but you've agreed to 12 an hour after four hours all right and then you write to me which happens Mark, then, then can you believe that? I found out they're paying this much, and I only get like a couple percent of it. Can you believe it? I believe it because you're still there. Well, I assume you're writing to me from a new company? I'm right back. Oh, no, Mark. Uh, no, I haven't gone anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. Well, then that's what you get paid. <laughs> what can I say beyond that? If you're unwilling to take any action, then nothing is going to change for you. Just like Picard. When he didn't take action, then, wow, life became a big slide. Became a big slide in the episode, Next Generation episode, Tapestry, which I recommend that you watch if you're a Star Trek fan, especially go watch it again. It's one of the greatest uh, of the episodes. And it relates back here, as we see, because uh, the letters that I get almost daily from people are really something about this. When I ask people to take action... One in 40 will take action, maybe, if I'm lucky. Two to three per hundred will take some kind of action, and the rest stay there. Stay where they are and won't make a difference, you know, either to expose the place. Look, get your driver manual where it has all the pay and post it everywhere <laughs> so people can find out about it. Do everything in writing and post all these screenshots. Okay, post, post, post the internet. It's a big deal now. 
post this stuff all over the place so that everybody else can find out about it. All right. That's something you can do. I guess if you're still there, it's hard to complain too much about it. You know, if you stay any length of time, but look, just print those pages out. Take a picture of it. Post it. Picture, post it. Say, hey, here's what's going on. This is what this company does. You know, this is what they do, and I don't like it, and it shouldn't happen. Eventually, eventually, maybe we can get to everybody. I hope. I hope. That's, uh, that's another one of my goals. Let's get to everybody so that this kind of thing can end and we can get back to the way it's supposed to be in trucking. The road should pay more than local jobs. Simple. And depending where you live in the country, you can easily be in the high 20s to $40 an hour for local jobs. And yes, I can find these jobs in just a couple of minutes. So uh, for local jobs, so the road should pay more than that. Uh, so for 70 hours at $34 an hour, which I see here in Indianapolis now, that's $28.90 home every day. All right. Now, that's a fuel tanker, which I found at a place there that's advertising for drivers, by the way, at that kind of money. All right. So the road should certainly, certainly pay in the mid 2000s plus because getting 2000 local is not complicated in most major cities anymore if you just look heck just on craigslist much less anywhere else much less any other job site and pick a major city and see what it's paying other than a few places like florida doesn't pay very good you know there's some southern texas does not pay great houston's not super good pay but other you know most of the country does pay pretty good Certainly, 25 to 27 would be the lowest anybody should take for a local job hourly plus overtime anywhere in the country. It's, you're worth that with minimal experience, and you should certainly be headed up towards the $30 range as you get experience plus overtime. There shouldn't be any reason why you can't get it. And I know other people will write to me and say, well, here we go, Mark. Here you go again. But I live in East Armpit. I go, I know you need to move. Okay, you need to move to West Armpit. You cannot live in the middle of no place and then complain that you cannot find work. But I like living out here. Okay. Look, it's a free country. You can live anywhere you want. But then when there's no jobs in your area, there's no jobs in your area. And that's the idea of the countries. You can live where you want, but then you accept what it is on where you live. You, again, will have to make a choice. I know. It's hard for people to accept that their whole future, their whole existence is based on their own choices. And that, I mean, that might be the hardest thing for everybody in the country to accept that the reason they're where they are is because of the choices that they make. Okay, when you go get a useless degree and spend $125,000 on a completely useless degree in ancient French art history and then wonder why you can't pay your student loans back, it isn't my problem to pay your student loans. You're a complete idiot. And you shouldn't even have a college degree because you're so stupid. All right. So there's also that. But no, you need to pay it back yourself. So it's just as simple as that. And it's the same with anything else. If you want to live in East Armpit, that's fine with me. But the uh, then when you can't find a decent job, you can't find a decent job. You're just stuck. Move. Move. I moved here because of crime. All right. I decided, you know what? I'm not going to just tolerate living up near Chicago. I was living in Hammond on a web street uh, and I just said look crime is just too high here and I'm just not going to do it you know what I should go buy that house again sometime maybe I don't know when the next time we'll be up there Christmas maybe 
Um, it will slow, we'll uh, slide by the house on web and uh, go check that place out, see what it looks like, if it's even still there, apartment building. But the reason that I'm not there is because I, I'm just not going to tolerate the crime. Once somebody tried to steal my Fairmount, I decided to make a move. I'm like, oh, that's enough of this. I'm leaving. Simple as that. I'm not going to just stay here and tolerate it because I'm close to Chicago where there's good jobs. I'm going to leave and go see what I can get going on somewhere else because it just wasn't worth it to me. So like Picard, do not unravel the tapestry of your life. All right. Make a change. I wish I could get more people to join me in this change. That's really been the whole goal, to change the industry. And I kind of thought drivers would be more on board than they are with it. But uh, spurring people to action seems to be a real problem. So I hope that people will think about watching that episode, really, and think about, you know, there's not that much time left for everybody. We don't know how much more time we have. So I would encourage you to get out and take some kind of action immediately to make the place better for everybody. What is the point of living? What is our point just to exist, to pay bills and die? Go to work, pay bills, die. You go to work to pay for a house and a car so you can drive the car to work so that you can make more money to buy a car to get yourself to work and buy a house that you barely see because you're working so much to pay for the house that you barely see. That's there can't, There's got to be more than that to it. All right. That can't be it. And then hope that you live to the next whenever your vacation is. You can take some time off, go on vacation somewhere, and then come back and start the whole thing over again and save for the next vacation. There's got to be more than that. Make a difference. Make a difference in somebody's life, in something's life, in something. Let's take some action immediately. All right? So Gracie says that she has fallen back asleep. And I think uh, that's not a bad idea, although I am up for the day. So... Thanks for listening to this episode, and uh, we will, of course, be back soon with another episode of Trucking Answers. Be sure to check out the YouTube channel. There are uh, videos there, and uh, we will be back soon. See you then.